Hello, my name is Lexi Davis. I'm a self-discovery coach, a yoga and meditation instructor, a love enthusiast, and a really playful human being. I serve people through my business, Alive to Enjoy, and this is Heart Snuggles, a holistic wellness podcast where I invite guests to drop into their heart space through authentic conversations and compassionate intentions, all in mini cuddly episodes, hoping that you connect to your truth in the most authentic version of yourself. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Heart Snuggles. I'm so, so excited to share this gorgeous guest with you, one of my longest friends from college and just, yeah, so dear to my heart. So go ahead and give yourself a little intro. Yay. Thanks, Lex. (laughs) My name's Elisa. Lexi and I go way back at University of Arizona. Um, And then a few years ago, we traveled to Bali together to do our first yoga training. Lex was living in Australia and she just calls me up and is like, I'm going to Bali to do my yoga training. Come. And four weeks later, we're in Bali together, (laughs) cruising around on a moped. And I swear, my whole life has been changed since that trip with you, Lex. Like from the training to teaching to the vegan diet to like writing every day, you got me hooked on writing, writing postcards and letters and birthday cards and daily like gratitude, like everything. My boyfriend's like, here, I went to the U.S. and I brought you another journal to write in. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) like, that trip is amazing. You've had such a beautiful impact on my life. I love all that you're doing. So thanks for having me. I'm so excited. And I love you. That trip was so epic. Like, And you, yeah, you really, we went through it all. Like that was some deep work for me and you were just there for me. So thank you for all that too. There you go. Yeah. Both of us. I love you. So tell them where you're living now and what you're up to. So I'm living in Cabo, Mexico. I'm the white girl in Cabo. No, um, gringa <laughs> is like the term for white girl or gringo for white guy. And I'm a gringa, the güera, the blondie. Um... But yeah, I've been visiting Cabo for like 10 years and the population here is very like U.S. and Canadian based. So there's like maybe 40 to 50 percent Canadian U.S. citizens living here. So it's pretty comfortable in the sense that like I can get by speaking English and I can get by using the dollar, as you know, traveling here for years of spring break. Uh, (laughs) uh, And it's beautiful. Like it's beautiful. You know, it's where the desert meets the sea. So it's it's almost like an island. There's water to the east, the south, and the west, just not north. Um, the mail system sucks because of it. So don't ever try to send me a postcard here. And when I send them from here anywhere else, they never arrive. <laughs> but it's it's amazing. Um, and I, I've always loved being in Arizona with you, as you know, like I love the mountains, the dryness, the desert, um, like the scorpions and then the rattlesnakes. And I get all that here, but then I also get like, the gray and humpback whales and the dolphins and the sharks and the sea turtles. And, and I mean, also with that comes like the hurricanes, which we just passed this past week. So there's, there's all like the dryness and the humidity and it's, it's amazing. It's a little paradise here that I just absolutely love. Mm, Yeah. You're thriving there. I love to see it. So the question of the podcast is what was the last random act of kindness someone did for you? The last random act of kindness. Oh, um, well, I booked a flight last night to Cancun. (laughs) 
I've never been. I've been living in Mexico like three years. I've been traveling Mexico for like 10 years. And I've always done more like of the the West and like even mainland, like Midwest, but never the Caribbean side. I've never been like Cancun, Tulum, Playa del Carmen. And one of my boyfriend, Rodrigo, my boyfriend, he has a friend here named Simone and Simone is from Playa. And he says like, come, come to my house for the first week of October. Like I live at one of the caves, the cenotes, and we can go dive and we can go be in nature. And I'm like, yes, I'm so in. Like how awesome. Like I just met him. He invites Rodrigo. Obviously like my boyfriend is one of his best friends, but it was so cool that he's just like, Hey, come. I'll take you around. What do you want to do? Nature stuff? And I was like, yes, like I'm in. Take me to the East vegetarians. I was like, give me all those vegan restaurants. <laughs> like, I thought that was super, super nice. I've been wanting to do a trip. Like Rodrigo and I had a trip planned for my birthday, but then I had COVID. So we had to cancel everything. And he and I, I've been telling him, like, I really want to do a travel with him because he and I kind of started dating like right before COVID. So we haven't really traveled outside of Mexico and the U.S. together. And we, I mean, we've done a decent amount, but it's been like Vegas, like with my home or Mexico city, which is where his dad lives. So like, it'll be really cool to go to Playa del Carmen where neither of us have been and, and travel around. Fun. Oh, that is a beautiful act of kindness. That's going to be so fun. I can't wait to hear about it. I've, my dad and I were supposed to go to the cenotes last year for his birthday. So, um, yeah, you gotta let me know. <laughs> you couldn't go because of COVID. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know. And yeah. because. I think they're going to be beautiful. (laughs) So fun. So tell us, tell people like how you've gotten the courage to live in a new place and what that journey has been like. Well, I mean, Cabo didn't feel so new to me when I moved here, you know, like I had been, I have my, my ex-boyfriends from here and one of my best friends from high school from, you know, 15 years old is from here. So it didn't feel that new to me. I felt like I knew the area. I, I knew like, the locations of things and the restaurants, but living in a foreign country, I mean, this is now year three for me. And like, there's definitely things that you don't think about until you live somewhere else. And it's like, I need an accountant and I need one that like can speak English because (laughs) I don't even know how like the accountant language in English, let alone Spanish. So it's like, okay, let me figure out how to file like my invoices, my facturas for payment and how to pay my taxes, my impuestos and what my accountant needs. And each time I go to Walmart or Costco, I need to get like not just the receipt, but like a separate receipt that gets sent to my accountant with my information. It's just very detailed. And like my phone plan is international, but then sometimes I run out of high speed data and it's like, oh shoot, <laughs> should I get a local phone number or just stick with my family plan from the US? So there's all these little things. I mean, even like the language at first, I'm, my Spanish is at like 70% now, but you know, going into like even the doctor's office, if I don't know how to necessarily say these things in English, then how do I say it in Spanish? How do I communicate what I need? If it's like a newer language to me with the mechanics at the car, like when I blew a tire last week and it was like, okay, who do I call? How do I communicate it? Let me get the words I need. So it's like a foreign country that it's beautiful and it's paradise, but still in paradise, regardless of where that paradise is, there's obstacles. There's going to be little loopholes. So, I mean, it's been challenging in ways. Have I been homesick? I think so. I don't feel like 
I don't feel like I use the word homesick and that is something I would say like, oh, I'm homesick, but doing, getting things done that, you know, seem easy, sometimes take a little bit longer. Also in Mexico, you know, if the water stops working at my house, it can take several hours or maybe even a day to get someone to come like refill the tank. So it's like, okay, where will I take my shower? Let me just fill a bucket, pour it over my head, rinse off for tonight. And tomorrow, once I refill the water, I'm sad. <laughs> you remember in Bali when we did it? We had no warm showers to like the very end. <laughs> that was so bad. Literally, and you take like a super quick shower and it's like, okay, this is not comfortable, but it worked. Like, and you manage, right? You just have to, I think like a big part about making it work is adjusting the mindset. Because like when I'm in India, when we were in Bali, I had no problem taking like a quick, fast, cold shower. And we saved a lot of water doing that. But like when I'm at home and I'm in the comfort of my home space, it's like if the water turns off or the water goes cold, it's like my I'm more impatient. I'm like, wait, what? <gasps> Why is it not working? You know, and it's like, OK, let me just retreat back to my traveling days of like, you know, all of the like the hostels or the Airbnbs that we'd share. And it's like I have a roof over my head. I have my bed waiting for me. I just have to be patient. The water will turn back on or the hot water will come through. Or if it doesn't, what's plan B? You know, it's just like I think it's teaching me a lot of patience living in a foreign country, just not being able to like fully communicate or express things that I need, you know, and trying to always laugh about it. If I'm in a hurry at the store. I had to buy new windshield wipers for my Jeep. And I'm like, what size do I need? <laughs> this was such a complicated thing <laughs> to figure out. And I just had to like remind myself that it was going to take a moment. Like, okay, this is going to take time, Elisa. Look at the measurements, use Google, like find someone that can help you. It's going to be okay. And that's like, that's the challenge. And some days the smile doesn't come out. Some days it's like, okay, I'm not getting any windshield wipers today. Better wait till next week. <laughs> so it just depends. But yeah, I mean, it's a lot of the mindset for sure. Yeah. So much mindset and adaptability. I think is another word that was you're saying too, like patience and adaptability is so crucial. Like, yeah, the amount of things that always are, there's so many unexpected things you can't even think about when you're traveling or living somewhere else. Um, exactly. Like important to, yeah, you have to, you can't expect things to go perfectly <laughs> and smoothly. Um, <laughs> so I know that you're really into health and wellness. I'd love for you to share, like, what got you into taking care of your body and your mind? Mm -hmm. I think one of the first people I have to like, thank is my mother she's a massage therapist and um, like an incredible massage therapist and she taught pilates when i was younger um i grew up dancing so i mean i was already in like body and movement and breath in a different way but but physical movement has always been more of my way of expressing and releasing um and so growing up, my mom actually had the four of us, my mom, my dad, my brother, and I doing family yoga every Friday for like three years in a row. Like our Christmas card was even like the 
yoga family yoga poses and everyone was like oh the cuckoo jaegers are at it again <laughs> and i was like well this is like 2002 2003 and our christmas card is like oh so like, so like i mean i got into it at a young age but i didn't really get back into yoga until beginning of 2017 and then we were in bali in the middle of 2017 doing our training and I went into the training thinking like, yeah, I mean, this will be great to deepen my practice. And after learning everything that we did with our phenomenal teachers, I was just like, oh, same with you. Like, we have to share this. No, like, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. So, I mean, that kind of started my teaching journey in California originally. And then moving down to Cabo, I continued teaching here. Um, and the vegan diet as well. I mean, I became vegetarian like 15 or even 16 years ago. Um, vegan, I started right before we were in Bali. And then being in Bali, it was just it's very easy to maintain that. And then coming back and my lifestyle kind of did that transformation of just being like meditating more often, not necessarily like a daily meditation practice is totally manageable. And I love it. But I go through phases. And I think we all do, whether it's with our meditation or with the yoga practice itself or with our drinking or our, our sweet tooth, it goes through phases. We all have those like transitions and periods in our life. Um, but more, more breath work in my weekly schedule, more um, just like eating different fruits versus different desserts. <laughs> now when people eat dessert, I'm like, okay, where's my apple? So I can like angrily eat this. No, <laughs> no I love my fruit, you know? Um, and it's, it's the mindset as well. But yeah, we were stuck in a hurricane last week and my boyfriend, his mom and his cousin, we all like, they had this Pan de Muerto, which is like the day of the dead bread. And it's just seasonal. It's like a holiday bread. So my boyfriend got it from the store and he took it to his mom and his cousin. And when they were eating it after dinner, I literally was just like eating an apple. And they were laughing. They like, look, I didn't even notice I was doing it. They were like, how's that apple? And I was like, how's that? bread how is that sweet delicious bread yum but <laughs> oh my god yeah i mean the lifestyle just kind of starts shifting after that and then we all adapt you know as you're saying going back to the word adaptability it becomes part of your your everyday life versus just like uh, something that you're trying to achieve in a day and it helped like you just got covid and you were able to recover so quickly and i'm like so it and like it when you start to just like prioritize your health, it impacts all of your life. And like, you just rebound from things so much quicker and you can just keep moving forward. And it just makes such a big impact when you can have that foundation. So you're prepared for whatever life brings you. And it's not like, oh shit, when something happens now, I, like, what do I do now? You know, it's like, no, you're ready. You're prepared. Yeah. 100%. I said the same thing when I got COVID. I mean, when I tested positive, I was pretty sad. Like it was right before my birthday. So I like, I, when I actually went to take the test, I was like crying <laughs> That's okay. in Spanish. I'm like, can you take my temperature, please? <laughs> I knew I was going to have it. I knew it was going to be positive. You know, you know, your body. Yeah. Um, but I also like, after the initial like frustration of like having to cancel my birthday trip and such, I, I wasn't worried. My boyfriend was more nervous than me. And, and I told him like, listen, I'm healthy. My body's strong. I, and I know I got this. And I have a, I had a really mild case. I was still able to go to the U.S. and see my dear friend Hannah in Jacksonville. Um, so I was still able to do that trip, which was really nice. And yeah, my taste and my smell came right back. Though when it did leave, I was like, man, I'm not going to be able to taste my birthday cake. 
this is going to be so sad. And then it came back and I was like, yay, birthday cake. <laughs> oh my gosh, so good. <laughs> it was so good. I ate birthday cake every day for a week. <laughs> balance. Yes, balance. And tell us, you were telling me that you're not drinking coffee. So share that experience. Yeah, I mean, when I had COVID, of course, like I was going nuts being in the house by myself. So I was like, it's probably better if I just like don't drink coffee. I naturally drink at least two cups of like very black coffee in the morning. Sometimes I'll have a third. Naturally, I have heaps of energy. Like I don't need coffee. And a lot of people have told me that. They're like, why do you drink so much coffee? You know, over caffeination is like you can be agitated. You can get a little angry easily. Um, your emotions are just more heightened kind of. And I was reading this book called, by Michael Pollan called, this is your mind on plants. He goes over three different plants and one of them is caffeine. It's like drugs, like opium, um, mescaline and, and caffeine and the caffeine chapter, you know, while he wrote it, he gave up drinking coffee and he like struggled the whole time as he's writing it. He's like, this is so hard. Um, but you know, it's like a drug that is, is legal everywhere in the world, but it's 100% a drug. It's a stimulant, but there's even businesses and corporations that pay people for a 30 minute coffee break because they know that those people are going to accomplish more work or they're going to do better work because they have more energy and more focus. Um, some, some corporate firms, you know, will give coffee. They'll just go around handing out coffee at 11 AM and 3 PM every day. Cause those are those points in the day when we start to drop. Um, and I, I love coffee. I mean, I love the smell. I love the taste. I love the culture of coffee, like definitely more so than tea, love tea too. But like, I don't know, I, I'm just a coffee fanatic. And once I, after having COVID, I thought, you know, like with all the information of, of after reading Michael Pollan's book, I thought, let me see how long I can go. I've already gone two weeks. That's like, of course, without work, without leaving the house. Let me see how I do now going back into my daily life, my daily routine without coffee. And I mean, for the first week, it was so hard. I actually think I like went through a mega withdrawal. I slept for like 17 hours in a weekend. Like I just slept like Friday and Saturday. I didn't, I couldn't, I was exhausted. Like I literally felt like drained, like done. And then I started like feeling a little bit better, but you know, I go teach my yoga class. I feel great during, but after I feel like Mm, my bed sounds really nice. Maybe I go like do a yoga nidra or meditation. I'll skip my workout. I'll do my run tomorrow. And it's not bad, but it's definitely like noticing those little shifts. That was the first week. Now I'm still feeling a little bit of that tiredness in the morning, but going back to mindset, it's like, no, Elisa, do your hour workout. And then you have a few hours to go chill in bed. It's like, you don't need the coffee to do the work, you need your mind to be strong. So it's like rewiring and redirecting the mind to thinking like, whatever it's the coffee, coffee or no coffee. I'm going to do what I want to do. And what I want to do is a workout, even if I'm feeling tired. So it's, it's just using that willpower. But it is hard. And, and Michael Pollan says, like, you know, he couldn't wait to get back to having a cup of coffee. And I can't wait either. Like, I know I will go back to enjoying coffee. Like in Playa del Carmen, when I go traveling, I'll definitely go to a cafe. And with a breakfast, I'm going to order if they have a nice latte or something. I will definitely have it and enjoy it. 
but I'm trying to break that habit of everyday consumption because to a point, you know, if I'm waking up at 6 a.m. to teach a class at 6.30, I have to wake up at 5.45 to make my coffee, which I usually happily do, but it's almost like I'm a slave to making the coffee. It's like I've become a slave to the addiction. And so it's like, okay, I would rather sleep 15 minutes and not have that coffee and go teach without the coffee because half the time I'm not even drinking it when I'm teaching. So it's like, realistically, I don't need the coffee to teach. I don't need the coffee in a day, you know? So that, that's, that includes a lot of like addiction and addictive behaviors and just what we create as part of our daily routine that we think we need, that we actually don't, that we can be just fine without. And yes, I'm craving coffee and yes, I can't wait to have a cup again. But at the same time, I'm really enjoying, I notice myself a lot more chill. A lot more like, which people are like, you chill. Yeah, right. But <laughs> I have so much energy. But I do, I feel like I'm less, you know, I'm less like running around the house and cleaning. I'm still super clean, but I'm doing it with a little bit more ease. Um, communicating with a little bit more gentleness in my voice in the mornings versus having that like coffee rush of like, hey, what are we doing? Where are we going? What's the plan? <laughs> now it's like, hey guys, what's up? Good morning. <laughs> a little bit more like tranquil. <laughs> and I just want to put in that I'm living proof. I've never drank coffee. I mean, okay, I've had cups in my life, but I've never, never drank coffee regularly. Like I probably had maybe 15 cups of coffee in my entire life. So it is totally a so good. It's all a mindset. You're so good, honestly. Like <laughs> I, I, I asked you in Bali. I asked you, I said, do you like, you don't drink coffee? You don't like coffee? And you're like, I like it, but I know it's addictive. And I'll never forget because you said that. And I was like, dang, she, she's, she's very, very correct. <laughs> I was like, I never wanted to get started. So I didn't have to be addicted to it. And now I'm not, so. But do you remember when we went and saw the lemur coffee poop that is like luxury coffee? <laughs> you said a cat poop chino. <laughs> a cat poop chino. Oh my God. Galuat coffee. <laughs> we're drinking it. You're like, mm, a cat poop chino. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. And I mean, but that's like an experience because coffee is totally a culture, you know? Um, and the history of coffee is insane. I highly recommend the book by Michael Pollan. Like, it's an incredible book. It was just released. He also has a podcast with Joe Rogan. Um, it's like a three-hour podcast. So if you find yourself driving more, you can listen to the podcast versus reading it because it it goes over about the same same stuff. But it's phenomenal. So cool. Thank you so much for sharing your experience on that. And I'd love for you to share any fun memories that you have of us from our travels abroad. Oh, we have so many. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I think, you know, I mean, we went through a lot. Like in Bali, we have endless, endless memories from like laughter to like tears to joy to like moments of depression and sadness to like, physical the moped accident like I mean we we had a lot and really almost dying in a almost dying like showing up to our last week of training like 30 minutes like like hey <laughs> <laughs> um but I think like if I think of you aside from 
some of the first things that come to mind is really like my writing and my yoga and like even my eating. I think out of all my friends, I have a lot of very like health conscious um, friends here and we do a lot of like beautiful feminine dinners. And I think that reminds me so much of you. Um, you're really good at like channeling your feminine energy and connecting women in these ways. I absolutely love it over like beautiful, delicious meals, whether you're like in a house or you're at a, in a tent next to a river. I'm like, how is she making? You're like in a car with like a quinoa bowl and zucchini. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I want that. I want to be in the car eating that with her. Um, but like endlessly, my best memories with you are always on the dance floor. I think we have danced for 15 years together. We have danced with a little alcohol. We have danced completely sober. Like, and regardless, we've had the best, best, best dances. Like, when we were in Bali, we didn't even want to go drink. Like, obviously, I mean, you don't really drink that much. And I wasn't really drinking that much. We were just like, let's go dance. And we went out, we danced for hours. And we'd get a little food after and go sleep. And I was like, this is the life. Like, it was so nice. We had like one free day a week. And we were just like, let's go dance. <laughs> Oh my god. That reminds me too of that magician we at that one dance party. Oh, there's just like so many crazy at single fin. Yeah, at single fin. That's the one. And our Brazilian mates and oh, there's just so many things. Oh man. So so funny. So oh. um thank you for uh, such good such good memories. Um and I just let's just end it with like if someone is not connected to their bodies or their health like what would you recommend them to start with you know I think if you are feeling really out of tune with your body like I know it's, it's something that everyone's gonna say is like meditate but I think like more than even like meditating because sometimes especially if you don't have experience like what is this meditating what what do I do do I have to sit do I have to lay down I think more than any of it just breathe like if you really put your hands on your belly and if you're lying down, you're seated, even if you're in your car and you inhale and exhale and you feel your belly expand and contract your belly, your gut has a mind of its own and it's going to tell you what it's feeling. It's going to tell you like hungry or full from the basics to I'm sad or I have a lot of excitement within me. And it's really, if you just place a hand on the belly and a hand on the heart or both on the belly and you feel the expansion and the contraction, the rise and the fall. And it's like, just try to lately, I've been creating like imagery when I've been doing the meditations or doing just breath work. And it's picturing myself as I close my eyes, I picture myself really like crawling down my spine, taking a seat inside my rib cage, inside of my lungs. And just reminding myself that like, there's only this inhale. There's only this exhale. Within your lungs, there's no past or future. There's literally just this moment. And I think that's going to bring you a lot into your body. It's going to help you if you're feeling swollen. I feel swollen a lot from being on my feet or from the salty, humid air. So it's like, okay, if I do my breath work, it tells me like, hey, put your legs up the wall. You're feeling swollen in your legs. You're having pain in your knees. It's all about tuning into the sensations that we're having within the body. And that's going to help redirect you a lot. So just breathe. Just breathe, breathe baby. 
<laughs> it's facts. And so your fruits. <laughs> I'm like, you smile. Yes. Oh, we're both such smiley. I think we're like two of the smiliest human beings, I swear. <laughs> I know. I love it. That's why all of our memories are like dancing, smiling, jamming. Oh, your music, your playlists too are unreal. <laughs> So I really like your, you have your R&B. Every time I hear Biggie Smalls, I think of you every single time. I'm like, a little too fat, Pac, there's my legs. Like, Oh my gosh, I, I think I will announce this with you right now. And to the listeners, I'm starting something super, super special with my friend Jasmine. We're starting a podcast called Hip Hop Heartistry, where we combine spirituality, spirituality and rap together. And... Yeah, so it's gonna be really exciting. More to come, but you're gonna talk about like mu- like music and the artist that creates the music will talk about it, or you're just gonna kind of interpret it with your friend Jasmine. No, yeah, we're gonna get the artists to talk about their spiritual journeys. Amazing. <laughs> I have so a lot funny. of music here, so if you need people, let me know. Yes, I music do. Is a huge thing here. One of my co like. One of my my dear friends here, she's a yogi. She's from Brazil. She lived in Australia. So it's trippy because it's like her and her whole family live in Cabo, Mexico, but they're all Brazilian. And when they speak English, they have the Aussie accent, like banana and water, water. Like it's so trippy. I'm like, where are you from? But she is a, an electric guitar player and she's in a few bands here. She's so groovy. Oh my God. So yeah, let me know. We'll look it up. We'll get to Cabo with you. So fun. That's perfect. Um, yeah, I love hip hop and I think it's so fitting and so exciting. One more thing, I know, yes. One more thing is, I'd love for you to share a mantra that people could use. Um, I know you like your mantras, so yes, a Sanskrit one, a Sanskrit one. Um, the Gayatri mantra is one of the most popular in yoga. Um, and the first line of it is Om Bur. Bura Swaha. And the mantra itself, it's just four lines. There's three more after that. And it goes into it's just like the mantra of golden light. It's like the appreciation of light and, and bliss in a way. Um, I actually have it tattooed. <laughs> oh I have the first line tattooed right here because it's like literally the, it's one of my favorite. When I'm walking, if I'm even like if I'm feeling up or down, I just show Om Bhut Bhura Swaha. Om Bhut Bhura Swaha. And it makes you smile. Like you can just, you can listen to a YouTube recording, but it's so good. The whole song, the whole mantra is amazing. Wow. Um, but that would be, that would be one of my favorite, my go-tos for sure. Perfect. I love that. I haven't heard of that one. So thank you for sharing. And yeah. I love you so much. I love you. Hey, if you want to, um, click attach the link for elegant yoga i do teach a weekly class online it's friday mornings 9 a.m mountain standard time with a cool yoga studio that's just starting based online right now called elegant yoga you can find the instagram um lex will attach the link so you can join me every morning at 9 a.m mountain standard time or all the other teachers that have classes you can check out the schedule on the instagram page and join great opportunity to connect with the community online Tell them more about um, how to find you where you are locally. Ooh, you can find my Instagram. It's just my name, which is Elisa Yeager. So it's E-L-I-S-A. And then Yeager is 
Y-A-E-G-E-R. Jaeger bomb. <laughs> uh, but yes, Lisa Jaeger, you can find me on Instagram, on Facebook. On Instagram, I promote my classes. Um, if anyone wants a private, reach out. I can connect. We can do a, a Zoom video call. Or if anyone ever visits me in Cabo, we can schedule an in-person class. Then, Lex, that applies to you. You're coming soon. We're doing yoga. We're surfing. We're paddleboarding. But yes, anyone that comes to yoga, I'm a huge fan of Cabo. I, I, I know a lot about this place, and I would love to ha- help everyone have a great time. So reach out for that if any concerns also. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lex. I love you. Congratulations on this amazing podcast channel and on your new one that you're starting with your friend. I look forward to tuning in. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. And if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a five-star review and share with friends to spread some more heart snuggles. Snuggles. I love it.